Blog Talk Radio. My name is James Brandt, and I have a lot to say to you today. But aside from that, I always encourage that I want this broadcast to be interactive. So if you want to add to the discussion, if you need prayer, do you need, a, uh, do you need to be prayed for for a physical healing, an emotional healing, uh, deliverance? I, I'll cast devils out over this broadcast. I I don't care. This is God's time. This is a time where I say, Holy Ghost, do your thing. I am just a vessel for you. So if that is you, you need prayer, you want to add to the discussion today, pick up the phone. Give me a call at area code 760-825-0957. I want this to be totally interactive. I love live broadcasts uh, because it allows people to get involved. And uh, there's a level of excitement with that. And let's see what God does. Let's take all the stops to our faith away from God. Let's just believe him with childlike faith. Let's believe him for miracles, signs, and wonders. I know for a fact that God does miracle signs and wonders over the phone, over a radio, because I used to work at Oral Roberts University with the Abundant Life Prayer Group. I was a prayer partner for almost two years working in the prayer tower on the set of The Hour of Healing with Richard and Lindsay Roberts. And I'll tell you right now, there was such an anointing on that prayer hotline. People, I mean, miracles would happen, instant miracles, healings. People would send in testimonies of doctors saying, hey, this cancer is gone. I don't know how, but it is. It's gone. And I'm just telling you right now, here's why. Because the people had enough faith. Not in the person who's on the other line, but faith in God. Belief in the word and the power of agreement. Coming in agreement for a need. A physical need, a spiritual need, a financial need, whatever it is. There is power in agreement. And it took faith for that individual to pick up the phone, dial the phone number, and give the prayer request. And God honored their faith with wonderful miracles, signs, and wonders that took place. So, if that's you, pick up the phone, 
and give me a call, 760-825-0957. Before I go into the teaching today, I want to bring up a few events that are going to be coming up, a couple events rather. Saturday, June 30th, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan for a revival experience. What is a revival experience? It's exactly that. It's a time to get fired up, charged up, come and sit in the presence of God is so strong in our meetings. I guarantee you, you will leave different from how you came into that meeting. Uh, it's a wonderful time of where I, we get into some praise and worship. Uh, I share the word of God with whatever. It's going to be a fresh word from the Holy Ghost. I guarantee you that. Then the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit start to flow, words of knowledge, words of prophecy, um, healings, I mean, signs and wonders. I'm telling you right now, it is an awesome time, and you don't believe it? Show up. Just come. Just come and see for yourself what God does. What? There's nothing special about me. I'm telling you right now, this is what it is. I just believe God with childlike faith to manifest himself in power. See, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And that is exactly what I believe God for at these meetings. So Saturday, June 30th, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan for a revival experience at the Holiday Inn South. For, for directions, for in, more information on that, you can go to my website at revivalchristian.org, or you can go to jamesbrant.org. It's the same website. It's just two different doors to get to the same website. Also, uh, Saturday, July 14th, I am going to be in Rochester Hills, Michigan, the Detroit area, my hometown, baby, the Motor City area at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills. Come on, all my hometown peeps, come on, show up. Let's just believe God to do awesome things. We need a breakthrough in this area. So Motor City, get on out to the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills. Saturday, July 14th, that meeting begins at 7 p.m., the meeting in Grand Rapids on Saturday, June 30th, begins at 6 p.m. We have to do that because of the availability of the conference room and so on and so forth, all these details. But either way, God is going to move in power. Also, I want to let you know that you can sign up now for um, my ministry email list, and it's a blog, and also a podcast site. It has so many sermons on it. You can listen to it for a long time. And I'm going to put teachings on there, schedule updates. You can get to that website by going to revivalpodcast.org. Revivalpodcast.org. What happens is right at the top left, you can put your email address in, subscribe to my ministry list, and then it sends you back an email that you have to confirm to join. So you have to confirm it to officially be on it. So look for that email to be bounced back to you for you to confirm to join the email list. Oh, my. I tell you right now, I am so excited for what God is doing. I want to continue to talk about a topic that I was talking about on Thursday, the power of our words. There is amazing power in our words. Why? Because God created it that way. God created it that way. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to James chapter 3. Let's get started here. James chapter 3. And uh, we're going to be looking at verses 3 through six. It says, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. 
Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is, set, is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on the fire of hell. The word of God is trying to get across to us that there is amazing power in our tongue. Your tongue and my tongue has the potential to lay a fire that leads to hell or light a fire that has the power to light a fire of revival. Now, the power of our words, like I said last week, the power of our words, this is a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law. What does that mean? A spiritual law can be used for good. And a spiritual law can be used for evil. It's neutral in itself. It's a law. But it's up to you if you're going to use it for good or if you're going to use it for evil. Now, in the parable of the sower, Jesus referred to the word of God as a seed. The word of God is a seed. My question to you is, what kind of seed have you been planting in your life? What kind of seed have you been planting in your situation? Maybe your situation is the way it is because you've been planting seeds that have been springing up trouble in your life. And here is the reason why. Are you ready for this, y'all? Here we go. Our words are a spiritual force. What do I mean by that? Well, you are first and foremost, we are spiritual beings. We, live, we are a spirit being, we live in a physical body, and we possess uh, a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And words originate in our spirit man. How do I know that? Because I've never been to a funeral, I've never been to a, a showing at a funeral home where the dead body started talking to me. No words come out of that body. Why? Because the spirit man has left the physical body. Therefore, words are a spiritual force. And there are two kingdoms in the spirit realm. Just two. No more than two. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And our words being a spiritual force, they either give access to, permission to, or give authority to, the, to God in our lives and things pertaining to the kingdom of God, or it gives permission, access authority to Satan, the kingdom of Satan and everything in his kingdom in our life. This topic is so important. You, 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 if you can't see this spiritual law throughout the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, I don't know what you have been reading. Your words will either take you down the road that Satan has for you or that God has for you. It's that simple. And people try to come against this teaching. Yeah, well, that's word of faith. No, this is a doctrine, a spiritual law. That is clearly laid out in the Word of God. Look at Proverbs 18, verse 21. Go there with me. Proverbs 18, 21. Listen to this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
In other words, there is – from the words that you speak, there will be a manifestation that comes forth in your life. Again, what's the manifestation from? It, you're either loosing the kingdom of God in your life or the kingdom of Satan in everything associated with him. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Just in that one verse, it reveals that there is a spiritual law that can go one way or the other. And it is totally, 100% up to you and up to me. So our words, I, I, if you take anything from this broadcast today, is this, is that our spoken words give authority, permission, or access into our life from the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. And words are a spiritual force. Proverbs 6.2 says that we can be snared with the words of our mouth. What does that mean? It means to be trapped like a bird, brought into captivity, brought into bondage. Oh, why is that? Because God is warning us that our words, I'm going to say it a lot of times on this broadcast, our words give access, permission, or authority to, that where it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, not only is there dynamite power, but power meaning authority. There is an authority in our spoken words. Words are so important. Let's talk about some things that take place with our words. According to the Word of God, you can't even get saved. You can't even become born again without speaking words. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. Look at this. It says, but what does it say? The Word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is... The word of faith which we preach. See, the word of faith is not a denomination. It's not no, this is the the word of God is called the word of faith. Look at verse nine. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or as the King James says, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, in your spirit, man. That God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Look at verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It says here, to be saved, that you must believe with your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. The resurrection if you don't believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, you're not saved. You can't believe that Jesus was just a good man. No, no, no. He was the God-man. Jesus was not just a prophet. He was and is the son of the living God. He died on the cross, and he was raised from the, from the dead three days later. The resurrection of Jesus Christ must be believed. In your heart, without wavering, without a doubt. But then the next instruction is this. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. The word confess or confession means to agree with or to say the same thing as. Are you hearing me? A person cannot even get born again without believing in their heart and speaking with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. If you're taking someone through the sinner's prayer, I always, always, come on, follow the instructions in the book. I always have them confess 
that Jesus is Lord. Why? Because the Bible says it. Confession is made unto salvation. Now, here's the deal. Don't just stop at the initial born-again experience with this verse. Many people read that, and they stop right there. But really what this scripture is doing, it's given us more of an insight into the spiritual law of the power of our words, of believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. How do we take and tap into and receive the blessings that are in the new covenant through the Lord Jesus Christ? How do we do it? The Bible just showed us right there. We believe it in our heart, in our spirit, man. We believe without wavering, without doubt. And then we confess it with our mouth. Because Jesus said these words. He said, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I can, I can listen to someone talk for two minutes and let you know if they're filled with doubt or faith. Why? Because the abundance of their heart... The mouth speaks. Whatever is overflowing in their heart is going to spill out of their mouth in the form of the spoken word. Now, here's the deal. Like I said, don't look at Romans 10, 10, 10, 9, and 10. Don't look at that, that passage and just stop at the born-again experience. It's showing us a spiritual law. Did you know salvation is not just talking about the boring and experience. Salvation is, has been called the all-inclusive word. It encamps healing, deliverance, soundness of mind, wholeness. The fact is this, people. Here it is right here. There is not one area in your life that salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ does not cover. Not one. Every provision you and I need to live on this earth, on this hell-bent earth, in this world system, everything we need is found through in the salvation, healing, deliverance, walking in the power of God, prosperity. Now, when I say prosperity, I'm not necessarily saying you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not saying that. But I'll tell you what, your, all your needs will be met. So when you come across a promise on the Word of God, you need to soak it in into your spirit. Plant it in your spirit. Meditate on it. Read it. Speak it. Believe it in your heart and speak it. Confess it for your life. And this is why the enemy fights this kind of a message so hard, because he knows the power that's in our spoken word. Hands down. That's it. And there's one, you know, I, here's the deal. Are you ready for this? The devil has never tempted me. To speak a confession from the word of God. The devil has never tempted me to believe the word of God. The devil has never put a thought in my mind or tempted me to speak a positive confession over my life. Why? Because he knows more than we know. The devil and demon spirits have more of a revelation of the power of our words than we do. Yet because of a lack of knowledge, we let the enemy have a field day in our life, so we allow him to fill us with thoughts. We think on these thoughts. Here's what happens. You ready for this? The spiritual law takes effect. The enemy puts a thought in your mind. You meditate on it, and you start to believe it in your heart, and, it's, and then you speak it out of your mouth. Guess what? You just gave permission to Satan to operate in your life. That is exactly what happened. He knows it better than you and I. Friends, we need to be alert. We need knowledge. We need wisdom from the Lord. And you know what? The book's been around for a long time. All we need to do is get into it, and I'll be back in a moment.
I am back, and I am live from Clarkston, Michigan, sharing, imparting the Word of God, planting seeds, planting seeds of revival on the inside of you. If you want to join this discussion, if you have a prayer request, I want you to pick up the phone. Give me a call, 760-825-0957. We're talking about – I'm talking about – the power of our words and how it is a spiritual law. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Notice one opposite extreme to the other. Death and life, total opposite extremes. And it all resides in the power or authority of your tongue. I was saying, you know, the devil has never tempted me. Never tempted me to speak a positive confession out of my mouth about a situation I was going through, about my life, about my ministry. Not at all. But my, 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 there is a lot of negativity that he tries to throw in our minds. And there is a reason for it because he wants you to give him and his evil kingdom permission to enter your life, to enter your situation. Here's the deal. Are you ready for this? The devil either wants you to speak negative confessions, to believe and speak negative confessions out of your mouth, or number two, he wants to silence you. Are you hearing me? If, if, you're, if you're not going to speak negative, he just wants to silence you altogether. Let me give some wisdom. Let me give some insight here into something. Are you ready for this? God created you to speak, to not stay silent. Someone needs to hear this. Deafness, muteness. It is, the cause is a demonic spirit behind that. And I just feel that I'm going to come against it right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, I come against every deaf, every mute, every dumb spirit right now, and I command you to loose the individuals who have that spirit right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray that these people would walk in your purpose. Oh, my, my, my. Someone is getting a revelation today. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is speaking to you through me. Anytime we allow the Holy Ghost to speak through us, there is an anointing on that word, and it is going to bring results. How important are words? Words are very important. Listen to this. What about prayer? You, you, prayer. The, the, the prayer, when, when the Word of God talks about prayer, it's talking about asking, seeking, saying something. The same thing with praising and worshiping God. It's all with words. By the way, you want the presence of God, manifest presence of God to show up in your life? Start praising him. Start worshiping him with your words. Start lifting him up with your words. And before you know it, I'm telling you, a cloud of his presence oh, just starts to fill that place. Why? Because you're given access to, you're given permission to, you're given the authority. You're allowing God to come into your situation, to come into your life by the words that you speak. Prayer. Listen to this. Have you ever been at a prayer meeting? And you're, you said, okay, does anyone have a prayer request? <laughs> and someone raises their hand real high. And you're like, yeah, what is it? They said, well, I have an unspoken request. Sorry, listen to me. An unspoken request is unscriptural. Number one, we don't, I don't even know what I'm believing for. How can I come in agreement with you? Until I hear the words of what you are asking God for. How do I know if it's even in line with the word of God? Unspoken requests are totally unscriptural. Totally. 
but coming into agreement with someone is. So remember that next time you're at a prayer meeting. No more unspoken requests. So, I'm telling you, you look, we're tipping over these sacred cows in the body of Christ. We need, if we want Bible results, we need to follow the instructions in the Bible. Where do we think that we can come up with our own, with our own rules? With our own spiritual laws. Where do we come up thinking that we can do that? Amen. Let's follow the instructions in the book. So prayer. You can't even, I mean, when the Bible talks about prayer, it's talking about speaking words to God. Scripturally, I mean, you really can't pray, like the Bible says, without speaking words. What about casting out demons? You, you, you casting out demons. Now there are times I'm, I am going to say this. We never, we don't want to put the Holy Ghost in a box. There are times when you can lay hands on the person and a spirit leaves. That that is scriptural. But the majority of the time, a spoken command must be given to that demon spirit or demons that may be inside of an individual. And you give the command for it to come out. So really, I mean in that sense, in the broader sense, the majority of the time in the word, you can't even cast out a demon without speaking words and giving a command. And guess what? When you speak it in the name of Jesus, they have to, they must obey. But then the responsibility rests on the person who's been delivered because they now got to walk in that freedom or they're going to open themselves up to more demonic spirits coming back. But nevertheless, I'm talking about the power in our words. Again, Satan and demon spirits know the power that's in the spoken word. Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness. How did he come against Satan when Satan came and tempted him? Jesus said, it is written, and he spoke scripture to the devil. Are you following me? Uh, guys, it's all, what I'm telling you today, there, it's nothing new under the sun. It's all in the word of God. Revelation 12:11 says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in faith in him and the word of our testimony. What's our testimony? Our testimony is the word of God and everything that God has given to us through the Lord Jesus Christ and through his shed blood and through his resurrection from the dead. Again, words of our testimony. God is telling us, guys, it's, it's great. You need to believe it on the inside. But don't just let it stay on the inside. Release it. Release your faith. Speak the word of God, and let's see what, he's, what God's going to do on your behalf. Psalm 103.20. I talked about it last week. That scripture says that the angels of God literally hearken unto the voice of his word, of God's word. Like I said last week, you can go over that and you can just read it casually and say, oh, great, okay, well, the voice, God's voice, right? No, but, but you look at that. What that is saying is the voice of his word. In other words, we on this earth give voice to God's word. We as Christians, as believers, 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 <laughs> are to give voice to God's word. Because here's the thing. Jesus is not going to come down from heaven and speak his word. 
God the Father is not going to come down and speak his word. Even the Holy Spirit is not going to come down and verbally speak the word of God. It is up to us as the body of Christ to speak, to release the word. Did you know the Holy Spirit is waiting for you? It's not complete. Permission, total access has not been given to to God to through the Holy Spirit until you speak the word. And even the prophetic word, the gift of prophecy, it's talking about verbally speaking. You can't operate in the gift of prophecy. Really, you can't operate in any of the spiritual gifts, the manifestations of the Holy Ghost, without speaking, even a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. You're speaking it. You're releasing it. A prophetic word is no good. Say if the Holy Spirit, you're in a service, or, or you're just around, you're on the street, and, and the Holy Ghost puts a word in your heart to speak to someone. Did you know that word is in seed form until you release it verbally to that individual? I'm giving you wisdom today. You need to get out of your comfort zone, get out of the fear, and start flowing in the Holy Ghost and give complete and total authority, access, permission to God to operate in your life by speaking the word of God. Preaching, teaching the word of God, all of these things are done by verbally speaking. I know one of the, one of the most popular kind of, uh, if you want to call it quotes or statements is, uh, is preach the gospel always. And if necessary, use words. Well, I know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say, you know, let your life shine, live for Christ, be obedient, let people see you living for Christ. I, I get that. I, I totally get that and understand it and, and 100% agree with that, that we have to live holy and, and do the right thing, live for God, obey the word. But that is one of the most unscriptural <laughs> one one of the most unscriptural statements I've ever heard in my life. Because you can live all you want, live holy, but the Bible still says that we need to release our words. We need to speak our words. We need to we're, we're just spiritual farmers here. Did you know that? 1 Corinthians 3:9 talks about says that we are to plant the seed of God's word. We are to preach. We are to teach the word of God. That is, we are planting seeds in the hearts of people. And then it says we come along and we, and, and God will send laborers in those people's path to water the seed. So preaching the gospel means to verbally teach, verbally speak the word of God. I mean, some of these some of these statements are, are well, so, yeah, I mean, they're well-meaning, like I said. I get what people are trying to say, but it is unscriptural. <laughs> I'm telling you, that it, we, we just need to knock down some of these things, and we need to stay in line with the Word of God. Plain and simple. If we'll do that, we are going to see amazing results in the Spirit. Who doesn't want to see results in the Spirit? If you don't want to see results in the Spirit, I mean, I even question if you're even saved. I mean, come on. I mean, there's got to be a motivation in you. If you are a Christian, a, come on, believer, <laughs> why, hey, by the way, why are there so many believers walking in negativity and doubt and unbelief toward the Word of God? We are supposed to be believers. Are you hearing me, somebody? Uh, I know I'm talking to someone. You need to take hold of this message. It will change your life. I'll be back after this.
listen to me talking about the power of our words today. When we talk about prayer, prayer in, in a sense, uh, the Bible in the broad sense is referring to verbally speaking to God, releasing. And here's the deal. I, I didn't say this before. The Holy Spirit just brought it to my mind to share with you. He wants us to be as detailed as possible, as detailed as we can in our prayer life. Listen to this. The Word of God says that God knows what we have need of before we ask. Listen to me. Listen to me real good right now. It says the Lord knows what we are have need of before we ask. What that is saying is this. Even though God knows what we have need of, he knows everything. He knows every detail of our life. But we are still required to ask. Why? Because God, here it goes, always goes back to this, baby. Listen to me. We, our spoken words, our prayers, release, give permission to, give access to God to move in our life. That is how God set this thing up. He gave us authority on this earth. We gave that authority up when when Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the garden, the forbidden fruit from the tree. But through Jesus Christ, the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. He has given us back the authority through him. He's delegated that authority that he won over the enemy. He's given it back to you, the Christian, the believer, the disciple, the disciplined one. Come on. That's what disciple is, the dis, a disciplined one. He's given that authority back to us. So even though God knows everything about you, he knows every need. He knows that bill that needs to be paid. He knows it. You and I are still required to seek him, to release our words, to ask him. Don't miss it. This is why so many people's lives are a mess, because they say, hey, God knows what I need, and, and why should I ask? He knows everything. So if he knows it, he's just going to meet it. What they're lacking is the knowledge of this, that God needs your permission to move on your behalf. It's that simple. And it's that one spiritual law. It's that one principle that trip so many people up, and Satan is just having a field day. Are you hearing me? You want to add to this discussion? Give me a call at 760-825-0957. We need to get rid of all of the dead religious mindsets that we've held on to. All of that old-time religion. No, it what, it's old-time bondage is what it is if it's not in line with the Word of God. You want the Holy Spirit to move more on your behalf? Start feeding on, start planting the Word in your spirit where it overflows out of your mouth. Release Scripture, speak the Word. I guarantee you we have God's Word on it. The Holy Spirit will move like never before in your life because you are going to give the Holy Ghost access in your life. The Word of God says that we are God's building. What does that mean? It means the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you, in your spirit man, in your physical body houses your spirit man. You live, your spirit man lives in a in an earth suit. Are you hearing me? So it says that we are God's building. Here's what I want to know. Are you keeping the Holy Ghost hostage in your life, or are you letting him move freely through you? That's the question that we all have to ask. That's the question that we all need to ponder on, and I want to encourage you to ponder on that. We have about 13 minutes left. I don't know about you. I'm preaching myself happy today. But I'm telling you right now, I know for a fact you put this into practice. 
you will see your life change. I guarantee you. Stop speaking negative doubt. Stop. Now, here's the deal. Would you give, if, if there was a knock on your door, you open the door, and there was Satan with a few of his demonic spirits standing outside. You open the door, there they are. And the devil says, hey, do you mind if I come in? You mind if I come into your home? You mind if I talk to your children? Can I have access into your home and into your life and, and children's life? What would you say to the devil? You would say, no way. Get out of here, right? But little did you know, the negative words that you are speaking, that negative confession that you are allowing to come out of your mouth, you are doing just that. You're giving access to Satan and demonic spirits in your life, in your home, in your children's life. I, I don't know how, how much clearer I can make it. Now, I talked about... How our words, listen to this, our spoken words, let me put it a different way to you. Our spoken words sign a contract with either Satan's kingdom or the kingdom of God. And the words that you are letting come out of your mouth over your life, over your children's life, you have signed, you give, here it is, give access to permission to, authority to, you have literally in the spirit realm, you have signed a contract with the enemy. You've given him that place. The Bible says don't give place to the devil. In Ephesians 4.29, I believe. Listen to me. That scripture, don't give place to the devil, that's talking to Christians. That's not talking to the unbeliever. That's an instruction to Christians. So what does that mean? Obviously then, we as Christians are able to give access or place to the devil in our lives. Many Christians are hung up on this salvation settles it all thing, and they have no, no say in the matter. They, 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 they have no responsibility in this. Hey, I'm saved. Hey, I'm just covered in the blood. Oh, let's go do whatever, right? Wrong. In fact, you may – now, by your spoken words, you can give access to, and also with your actions, you can give permission to. Did you know in, in uh, you know, haunted houses, as they call them – well, what they are, it's not ghosts from people who've died. What they are is demonic spirits that have been given access to a physical location, either because an act – one – one popular, if you want to call it, well, you know what I mean. One thing that's popular in the haunted house realm, basically, is maybe in a certain room or in a home or on a property, there was a murder there. And now people see ghosts, but they're really seeing demons. That act of murder gave legal right or access or permission for the enemy to have that physical location until a believer comes in and commands the spirits, the demonic spirits, to leave. That's the only way they will leave. They have to in the name of Jesus. So not only words, but physical actions can give permission to the enemy. So now, here's the deal. So your actions or spoken words give access, permission to, or you basically in the spirit you're signing a contract with and letting the enemy have an area of your life. The Bible says this. Are you ready for this? How do we break that? The Bible says to renounce the hidden works of darkness. The word renounce means to speak to speak, to break a thing with your spoken words. How important are our spoken words? Very important. Renounce, we re, are to renounce the hidden things of darkness. So now if you've given place, now I know the Holy Spirit right now 
is ministering and speaking to some of you. He's bringing up areas in your life that you have spoken and you're noticing, wow, this area of my life is all messed up. Why? Because you've given access and permission to. You've signed a contract with the enemy in this area of your life. And that's why I take people through, when I take them through deliverance, through emotional healing, one of the first things we do is we go through and we renounce certain things. We renounce generational curses. We renounce things that maybe they've been involved with, especially with the occult. If you've dabbled into the occult, no doubt about it. You have given place to Satan in your life. You have signed a contract for the enemy to come against you in your life. So it says we are to renounce. And the only way you can renounce something is verbally. You verbally speak and break that thing over your life. You, come on, break that contract that you have made with the enemy in that area of your life. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would bring up things that people are dealing with, the bondages in their life, things in their life that is all messed up right now because they have given place, permission to, toward the enemy, with the enemy. Holy Spirit, reveal those things and what they need to renounce. Some of you need to break some contracts that you made with the enemy in the realm of the Spirit. I tell you what, when I'm going through the deliverance ministry, when I'm ministering deliverance with an individual, before I even start casting anything out, we go through and renounce things. Like I said, generational curses. We, we renounce word curses that they've spoken. Maybe that's been spoken over their life and they believed it. We renounce those things, and I have them speak a positive confession from the word of God, like who they are in Christ. And speaking the promises in the Word of God. I'll tell you right now, when we go through that renunciation stage of ministry, before we even get to casting anything out in their life, they say, man, I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me. I, I literally feel lighter right now. Why? Because we're cutting, we're severing the chains that has been wrapped around them spiritually for a lot of their life. And there's power in our spoken words. Here's what I want to do. If there's anyone listening to this broadcast right now, you say, look, you know, I might be a candidate for deliverance. There's a lot of bondage in my life. I've given place to the enemy in a lot of areas of my life. What I want to start to offer is ministering deliverance and, and emotional healing over Skype. If that's you, I want you to just contact me. Send me an email at james at jamesbrandt, B-R-A-N-D-T, dot org. Or if it's easier for you to remember, pastorjames at revivalchristian.org. The Lord has been putting this upon my heart to do it for, for some time now, and, and I, I'm really feeling like I need to do that. There's a, so many hurting people out. If you can't come here to the Motor City to be ministered to, if I'm not in a city ministering where you live, you know what? The next best thing, let, let's go through some things on Skype. It's still face-to-face. And I believe God would use it mightily. It's interesting, when we start going through the deliverance uh, phase and stage and all that and, and talking about things, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit, he just rises up and, and words of knowledge come forth. And, and people, I mean, lies that they've held on to. The gifts of the Spirit start to flow. It's a wonderful thing. So if that's you, if, if you need healing, deliverance, whatever, and you want a, some ministry on Skype, contact me. Also, if you would like to bring me into your city, if you want to invite me to minister at your church, the only thing I ever ask, just help out with some traveling expenses. That's it. I'm not in the ministry to, to become rich or anything like that. It has nothing to do with money. So the devil can never use that against me. I want to minister to God's people. I want to see the body of Christ raised up and be healthy in the name of Jesus. That's it. 
do you want to sponsor a revival experience? I'm going to be doing some extreme warfare, spiritual uh, warfare and deliverance conferences too. So I got the revival experiences, and I have extreme warfare conferences that I offer. If you want to invite me to your city, into your town for that, you know, it's really it's really not that expensive to rent a conference room and some traveling expenses. I figure for a city, it probably costs anywhere from 500 to $600. I mean, you get a group of people who want to get into the presence of God and, and all that stuff, Five or $600 is, is not a lot of money when you split it up. I would love to come to your area, and let's pull down some strongholds together. Grand Rapids, Saturday, June 30th. I'll be there for a revival experience. I want to minister to you. Get there wherever you're at in the country. You're one flight, maybe two flights away. Detroit, Michigan, Saturday, July 14th at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan. Mark your calendars right now. I'm telling you, it's going to be an amazing time. But I'm telling you right now, Start confessing. Start speaking the word of God. You will never be the same again. I know some of you are saying, some of you are saying, well, how can that be? This can't be. It just sounds too easy. No, it's a principle from the word of God. You know what? Don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Get into the word of God. Do your own study. I promise you, you will see it in the Word of God. Go back, listen to this broadcast again, and go over and ponder the things that I've been talking about. God wants permission to move in your life. God wants to do great and mighty things in your life. He's waiting for you to give him access, give him permission. Break any contract that you've ever made with the enemy by negative words that's spoken out of your mouth. And I'll be back. Next Thursday, this Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. See ya.